This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Thursday night football is back, and so is primetime Kirk Cousins. This is going to be a narrative that a lot of people are talking about, but he's not nearly as bad against the number as maybe people are making him out to be. He is just 8-8 eight and eight against the spread uh, with the Vikings in primetime. So maybe it's not as big of a storyline as people are making it out to be. <sighs> but I don't know, Jenks. If you trust the Vikings here and they get blown out again mm-hmm. like they did last season, because we had this exact same matchup. I think it was also week two where yeah. the Vikings and the Eagles went head-to-head in primetime, and the Eagles smoked them 24-7. to I wouldn't be shocked at that result either. But there is no worse feeling than mm-hmm. being on the favorite in a big way, like a favorite of more than a touchdown, and it's a close game. Isn't yes. that the worst feeling? Because a team can win a game and not even come close to covering. Like we see this in the NFL all the time. Even when teams are dominating the entire game, there is still a chance that they don't cover the six and a half point spread, whether it's a backdoor cover, especially when you have a team like uh, the Vikings who can throw the ball. Like imagine there's like mm, a minute left on the clock. Right. Vikings are down two touchdowns, whatever. Uh, And then Kirk Cousins just lets it rip and they get a garbage time touchdown. There's your cover. So um, what makes you more nervous? Laying a big number with a favorite or laying anything or, you know, playing your money in any way on Kirk Cousins? With Kirk Cousins, it's prime time. It's just prime time. And I, I feel like now that we have to adjust our, we have to adjust what we saw last season compared to this season. Because remember last year in close games, the Vikings were nails. They were 11-0 and in one-score games. That was an NFL record. And already this season, we've seen some regression, right? One-score game against the Bucs, week one, Vikings lose. They're not going to continue that trend. So if you sort of trusted Kirk Cousins last year in this spot, and you're like, you know what? He finds a way to get it done. There's no way that trend is going to continue. I think the Vikings took a step back during the offseason. So as it relates to tonight's game, Chelsea, yeah, I I, I feel like if it's close, then do I really want the ball in Kirk Cousins' hand or if I need him to cover? No, I don't. Because A, we're going to see some regression compared to last year. And then B, again, his record in prime time is not great. Yeah, I know, 8-8 eight and eight against the number, fine. But ultimately... I think this is different because he's going up against this Eagles team in their home opener. I feel like more than anything is that this is a situation where this is just my gut talking, where the Eagles offense could take a huge step forward in this game. We're going to see a lot of narratives change because we've just had one week of football in the NFL. It will take a little bit of time for the Bengals or the Chiefs or the Eagles to sort of get going. But this could be the night where the Eagles get going. They could just outscore Minnesota. Well, the good thing about betting is that you can do very specific bets. So I was just thinking the same thing. And I thought, well, what's the Eagles team total? It is 28 and a half. Does that seem Mm. too high to you? Like that seems like a pretty high number. Yeah, I think I kind of like the first half total even though the only number that's offered is 12 and a half, but it's minus 185 for the over. God. Like, I think the Eagles score two touchdowns in yes. the first half. Don't you? I do. Hey, if you like it, Chelsea, lay the buck 85. We're going to get more than 12 and a half points, right? Value is all relative. You said this yesterday on mm-hmm. Twitter. It's all relative. And you're right. It is relative. If you like the value, 12 and a half, 
not even close to a key number. Weren't the Eagles the best team in the first half last season against the number? Yeah, number one scoring offense there in the first go. half last season. Home opener with a you know something to prove. Felt like uh, they kind of let their foot off the gas pedal in week one against the Patriots. And also, the Patriots are not necessarily a good team, but their defense is good. Yeah. I will give them that. I think this will be a step down defensively when facing this Vikings team that last year was really bad against the run. So I'm not sure like what the numbers are going to be for Jalen Hurts, whether he does it through the air or whether it's the ground attack that was so good for Philadelphia last season. I don't know which running back they're going to use. Feels like they have a whole stable of them that are about at the same level. We know Kenneth Gainwell is going to be out for this one. Mm -hmm. But I do like the Eagles in the first half to score at least 12 and a half points. Maybe I'll look around and see if I can find a 13 and a half at a better number. Because that's the thing. When they only mm -hmm. offer a certain number and it's minus 185, like wouldn't you rather just take 13 and a half yeah. at uh, a better price? Because obviously that's a key number. So I think that's the better play. Uh, but we do need to mention some of the injuries because that was what I was looking at to start mm -hmm. this game. We have the injury report for both teams and there are some significant ones that you need to pay attention to. On the secondary, the Eagles will be without safety Reed Blankenship and cornerback James Bradbury. Those are two big pieces. They're also going to be missing Kenneth Gainwell on the offensive side of the ball. He got most of the reps last week, but like I said, a whole stable of running backs for the Eagles, that one's not nearly as concerning. As for the Vikings, they will be without their center, Garrett Bradbury, out for this one. Minnesota had trouble with the snaps last week. How do you think that's going to go when their center is out? <laughs> so maybe some offensive line issues for the Vikings, which means Kirk Cousins is going to be under a lot of pressure. When you hear about these injuries, does it sway your opinion one way or the other, James? Yeah, absolutely. Although I will say when it comes to the Eagles, when I heard about Gainwell being out, at first, I was like, huh? like Scooby-Doo, huh? but also the Eagles huh? have always done sort of backfield by committee and whether mm -hmm. it's Boston Scott last year, obviously Miles Sanders. So ultimately, and, and they rely on Jalen Hurts so much to rush the ball. I just feel like for a lot of teams, this would be a big deal. But for the Eagles, because they have so many offensive weapons that they can use, whether it's Brown or Smith in the backfield and then Hurts can use his legs. I just feel like it's not that big of a deal because they've never been a guy who, even though Sanders was the primary back last year, they did a lot of rotation, and they've kind of continued that into this season. So I don't think it's nearly as big of a setback as it would be for a lot of other teams. Right. I don't think it moves the needle for me. It's still an overall very, very good team. And mm -hmm. I think on the offensive and defensive lines, Philadelphia is still the much better team. Also, they're playing at home, which I don't know if you realize this, mm -hmm. but the Philly fans something else like obviously <laughs> uh so we've been pretty wishy-washy about which side we would be on whether it's the points in minnesota or laying the points with philadelphia but what are the plays that you do like here well i do like justin jefferson anytime touchdown at minus 125 although i swore to myself maybe i'll never play a player prop again because i had over 36 and a half rush yards for josh allen uh, last time out, Barf Bag City, he had 36, a half yard. A half yard? God. But here's the thing, I, and I, I don't want to say he's due, but Justin Jefferson had 150 yards receiving last week, nine catches. He's going to get open whenever he wants. And I kind of like, if you like this touchdown prop tonight that he didn't score last week, he's going to get into the end zone. He's just too good not to at some point. 
So for a guy who is arguably the best receiver on the field, I would put him above A.J. Brown, arguably the best receiver in the league. I think it's probably he and Jamar Chase, maybe 1-2, 1-A, 1-B, whatever. He's just too good in this spot, I think, in prime time with Kirk Cousins. Who can throw? If he's going to go to anyone, it's going to be to Justin Jefferson. So I think this is a spot where normally you would maybe pay a buck 30, buck 35, minus 125 for Justin Jefferson. I really like the value there. That would be my favorite play for tonight's game. I think somebody at home is like yelling at the radio saying, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill. Uh, also one of the best receivers in the league. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But back to Justin True. Jefferson. I think that you get a cheap price on this because he kind of had a quiet game against the Eagles last season, had six catches for 48 yards, uh, but touchdown plays are a little bit different. I think mm -hmm. he's still going to get the majority of the targets in the end zone because why not? But the Eagles still have Darius Slay. He's going to be on Justin Jefferson, mm -hmm. I would presume, in this game. But the Eagles will be down some of their depth when it comes to their secondary so, you know, it's a trickle-down effect because maybe the Minnesota can throw at the other guys a little bit more. Maybe they will shift some of their focus to that side. I don't know. Justin Jefferson, it would not shock me if he got into the end zone. And also, you are getting a pretty cheap price on one of the best targets in the entire league is what it boils down to for me. But I think my favorite play in this game is going to be the old reliable Kirk mm. Cousins to throw an interception. <laughs> the fact that this is minus 115 is kind of mind-blowing because he has had some terrible games against Minnesota mm -hmm. last time around through three picks. This is still a very good secondary. And also, I think the opportunity is going to be, be there for him to throw a pick just by virtue of the fact that they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. He threw the ball 44 times last time around in the first game of the season against the Bucs. Also, if you believe in game script, if the Vikings are going to be down, he's going to be forcing it a little bit more. We know he plays a little bit conservative, but still, I think the secondary of the Eagles can still pick him off at least mm -hmm. once. So I think that's a cheap price on Kirk Cousins to um, come to the surface Prime time Kirk Cousins. Come through for me, buddy. Yeah. Let's throw one pick. It used to be, I used to be such a Kirk Cousins defender. I really did. Aww. But I, I know it's sad. When he was here in DC, I have to admit, you know, I, I was a guy who was slamming my fist on the table. All he needs is a better team around him. All he needs is some weapons. And this guy's going to be great. Well, folks, I was way off on that. And here's the thing. He is an above-average quarterback. He is. The thing about Kirk Cousins, mm -hmm. which I think is is so fascinating, and someone pointed this out to me one time, or I think I read it, and I thought that's such a good point, is that he has sort of kept the Vikings in purgatory for so long because he's definitely good enough to win you games. There's no question. He, he can put up monster stats. He'll win you games. But then he also isn't good enough to take you over the top He's not good enough to come through in prime time, not good enough to come through in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins in his career has won, I believe, a single playoff game. One. So what happens every single year in the Kirk Cousins era? He'll win you enough. Maybe you get 9, 10, maybe you get 11 wins. Who knows? And that's all you do. That's it. So what happens? You don't really get a high draft pick. And you just sort of go through the same script each and every year without truly being able to improve your team because you're just stuck right there in the middle. And that's kind of who Kirk Cousins is. That that Vikings team has taken on his personality. Yeah, you'll show some flashes, 
But at the end of the day, have you really accomplished anything? And the answer is no. I am trying to remember that playoff win. Wasn't it like the miracle one too, where somebody made like a crazy catch? I'm trying to remember that. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't like think... it took a miracle for him to win a playoff game. Stefan Diggs made like a huge play. Is that who was it that was? Even miracle Kirk in Minnesota. Yeah. Was that Kirk throwing to him or was that someone else? Am I not remembering that correctly? <laughs> I, I'm serious. Wasn't that a different quarterback? Maybe. I totally forget. It was Case Keenum. It wasn't even Kirk oh, Cousins. Oh, that yes. wasn't even Kirk okay, Cousins. Okay, that's right. Something about that. I was like, wait a second. Something seems off here. Yeah, that was Case Ke That wasn't even Kirk. Oh, bless him. Jenks, I know how you feel. Because as uh, a one-time Ryan Tannehill stand, this is oh, yeah. the same tier. Remember how we were talking about quarterback tiers? And this is why it's so difficult for whoever is – you know, the team that Kirk Cousins is on because he's still better than most of the quarterbacks in the league, but he's not good enough to win you a title. So you're just yes. kind of stuck in purgatory. But back to this game, uh, let's look at the total for a hot second because I think this is one that I am not completely sold on because I think you go either way. If okay. you believe in both these defenses being a little down, we just said this whole spiel about Kirk Cousins being at least – uh, able to move the ball. The Eagles' secondary is not as strong mm -hmm. as it was last season. They lost some guys to free agency, got a couple guys hurt. They still have Darius Slay. Mm -hmm. uh, but still, maybe the Vikings can score some points, even though in the red zone is where Kirk Cousins usually struggles. Uh, but the, also, the Eagles, I think, can score some points here. So 49 seems like a high number, especially since we have seen primetime unders really be the play, hitting yeah. it over a 60% clip over the last four seasons. Do you have a leaning on a total? I think you're absolutely spot on here. The under is the way to go. And A, because Kirk Cousins may struggle down the stretch. B, again, the Eagles offense last week against the Patriots was not great. It really wasn't. They broke out out of the gate super quick couple touchdowns, and then they really slowed down. Only had 251 total yards. And also remember, the Eagles are breaking in new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator. So it may take them a while to get everyone on the same page offensively. So you take all those factors into effect along with the trends. And I like the under as well, Chelsea. Yeah, I think there are a few things we like, just not a side. I think that is yeah. where I can't really put my money on. But just to recap all the plays we like, kind of like the Eagles' first half team total over 12 and a half, 13 and a half, if you can go find that number. Jenks likes Justin Jefferson, anytime touchdown. And then finally, uh, your girl will be betting on Kirk Cousins to throw a pick in primetime. Duh, it's only minus 115. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. that play every single day of the week. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.